Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora. And welcome to Mixed Bag Where we review the mixed, muddled, meh And multiple narratives Oh my god of film history oh, Whatever could here. you mean? Oh. Uh, I'm Cassandra I'm James And I'm Matt <laughs> B. But of, putting a bit of an accent on it. Yeah. Some stank. Yeah. <laughs> How are we uh, doing? We're doing good. Okay. Uh, it's good. the end of the year. Yeah. Nice yeah. to nice to be in you know summer. I feel like you know clothes are coming off, brain cells are melting off the body. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're going to bed later, and so I didn't have a very good sleep last night, so I'm a bit loopy today. We know why. why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good But times. you won't know. You won't know, listener, unless I say something batshit. Um, <laughs> Which James will edit out anyway. <laughs> yes, yes. But yeah, that's a good time. It's yeah. nearing Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Well, next episode. Oh, the, you... must, the most anticipated time of the year. Mm. Yes, it's that special time. It's our, is it our fourth or third? So oh. we've had last Christmas and Family Stone with the same year, right? Yeah. And oh, then we had, because yes. we did a double part out of that year. We did um, Home Alone 3 last year. Home Alone 3, and we had Happiest Season. Oh. Oh, yeah. So this is going to be the fourth time? This is the, the fourth time. On the, the fourth, fourth year, year of Christmas. Year. Wow. Um, My true love gave to me. You'll find love, out next week. Next Lucas step. Neal, our classic Christmas yes. guest who always yeah. comes to join us on Christmases. So, yeah, the ghost of Christmas. Um, Past, present and future. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe it'll be dropping on Boxing Day. I think. Yeah. yeah. So that's so. the perfect time to listen to Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Episodes. When you're sick of your, to, when well, really when you're sick of your family. Yeah. It's that gooch period between Christmas and New Year's. <laughs> God. You oh know, God. where it's just like everyone's blobbing. So go for a walk and listen to Mixed listen Bag. To yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm still just trying to get over that image. All right. The <laughs> moving swiftly Speaking along. Speaking of blobbing and you know, consuming things. Yeah. Let's get into Pop 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 Corner. Right. So uh yeah, what's everybody been up to in the worlds of pop culture recently? Yeah. Um I've got a little one I'd like to go like for a podcast, um, which James can also chip in with. Um mm. and that is the film Glass Onion. Oh yeah. Uh, a knives out mystery, which really should be a Benoit Blanc mystery, but I see why they did it for marketing yeah. reasons. I feel like um, maybe retroactively they might yeah, you know. When the third one comes out, I don't think it'll be the glass <laughs> un- oh, the knives out mystery. Yeah. Well someone pointed out recently that because it's not Knives Out Two yeah. Um, well, both there's Knives Out Two, um, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, and there's one other um, that are coming out that are all sequels, but none of them are titled like a sequel, and it makes it more what more like like, like there's no two right right so, so there's there's, there's, more, there's there's Avatar: The Wave of Water yeah and, and Top Gun: Maverick yeah and it seems more attractive to like the Academy sure yeah as like oh gosh gross we don't want a two there but if it's yeah like, new title step on the neck of Godfather Part Two. <laughs> Yeah, true. Dune? I don't know. I don't know what the title is. But that's got a part, so it feels more epic. Part, yeah, or chapter. Volume. 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 (laughs) Uh, 
Um, anyway, know. Glass Onion rules. I don't know why we have to do a distraction by talking hey. about this titling construction. It's a great title. When I'd like to talk about how it's really fun and really funny and I nice. had a great time. Is um, there a Glass Onion? I haven't seen it. There, uh, there well, is, In a way, yes, there it? is a Glass Onion. Oh, there you go. That's I all I need to know. I don't want to give you any spoilers, though. If you haven't seen it, I really don't want to say anything yeah. other than it was a great time. It's going to be coming out on Netflix two days before Christmas. So, again, another thing to consume in that gooch period. Mm. Oh yeah, I mean like this is this is one you can watch with your family on Christmas, you know, yes. if you don't want to watch Christmas specific themed media, it's a yeah. great like watch it with all ages. Nice. Um, and it's good watching, you know, I feel like I'm excited to watch it again. Like, I'm going to watch mm. it again at some point with one of our families, I'm sure. Oh, surely. Um, I just love how mine? Ryan... Yeah, With Matt's family. Sure. We'll just come over. Yeah. We'll come to Australia. Um, I just love that Ryan is just killing it and he um, he's just gone from strength to strength because, like... Did we cover a Ryan joint yet? No, because no, his no. films haven't been mixed. I feel like... I feel like you maybe. Could do Brick, maybe. Or Brothers Bloom. Or Brothers, Brothers Bloom. Bloom seems mixed, actually. Yeah. Or Lupa. Yeah, Lupa. Yeah, no, I think there's a couple, the list, couple yeah. of the early ones. Yeah. Um, but I was just a big fan. He is totally it, killed is it. Is it Looper or Blooper? Mm. never know. That's good. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep that in the bag for a future uh, possibility. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to say on it? Or? Uh, sure no, well, recommend if, if we haven't... For people that haven't seen it, I feel like it's best to avoid spoilers. But yeah. just, yeah, I found it was... I think I thought the mystery was better constructed than the first one, but this one I found funnier than the first one. Mm. But they're all similar kind of vibes. It's like the ensembleness of the cast. Yeah. There's some great cameos. Mm. It's mm. Uh, it's great. Yeah. Cool. It's good. Lo- love the um, the renaissance of the murder mystery. Oh yeah. yeah. It's really coming back. Yeah. Um. Well, is that you your popcorn? Um. <laughs> that was the first thing I thought of. You guys keep going, and uh, if I think of anything else, I'll jump back in. I just want to say, how come there's no good movie adaptation of And Then There Were None? I feel like it's one of the majors, you know, or Roger Ackroyd. Like like it's a TV series. Roger Ackroyd, I know because that's like I yeah, feel like not very good without the book. It's very much a book yes. without a mystery, yeah. without mm. the context of a book. It doesn't but really it, work. It's a good but... point with, and then there were none. It's such a great story. And, yeah. and it's, it's like, TV movies of it. But, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess it takes time. You can cover that in it's, two hours. It's, yeah. it's the glass menagerie of the Tennessee Williams, where there's no yeah. definitive. You're like, why? Mm. Yeah. Because it lives on stage. Where's that at? Yeah. yeah, there's a Paul Newman Drama's one. Drama's memory. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to cover something that Cass has also seen, so you're welcome to check yeah. in on this. Um, so after we finished up Homemade Takeaways, thank you those two came along uh, and featured in You're that, welcome. Yes, no worries. Yeah. Um, and it features <laughs> at the end of that... Uh, oh my gosh, my words are going. Featured at the end of that play is uh, the characters watched the movie last Christmas and we thought for an after party, what better way... Uh, of celebrating then revisiting last Christmas we covered it for Mixed Bag check out the episode featuring Lucas Neal who we just mentioned um, and rewatched it again and uh, had a drinking game it was a great drinking game you drink whenever George Michael is mentioned maybe he says the word heart whenever Emma Thompson shows up I forgot about the, the George Michael I guess it's Wham oh he yeah but yeah yeah Wham um, but like he is throughout they, and they reference George much more specifically than Wham. Yeah, yeah George is much better than Wham, anyways, yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. Um, but yeah, he's he's on the present. Of, maybe the, one of the best parts of the film, like it kind this of music makes is you realize, like yeah, there's so many bangers that he mm. made. He's incredible. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it doesn't really hold up. It's pretty um, bad, but it's very. But that's enjoyable what we. Watching. I think 
I believe it's. I know it's what I thought. So what we landed on? I I was a bit on last Christmas. I think we might have been a fifty. Because you bagged it. I did bag it. And then I feel like I would hate it when if I see it again. Yeah, but it's um it's wild. Go. Michelle Yeoh, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Show me Clark, Henry Golding, Michelle Yeoh. We we have a whole episode on last Christmas. Exactly. Go go back into it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the. I don't know if we fully cover the Emma Thompson like accent thing, but it's it's bad. Um, well, we we'll just have to listen. Yeah, listen in. Um, what else? Oh, um, I wanted to shout out another podcast actually. Oh, um, shout out to our enemies. Yeah, it's, our uh, rivals. And we're definitely in the same competition. Yeah. Of course. Um, uh, my dad wrote a porno is finishing up, and oh, they yes. just released. Their final... I mean, we are my dad wrote a porno. They're three hosts. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and we actually saw oh, them live. Yes, we did. But that's... James, James and a girl and a boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jamie <laughs> and Alice. Yeah. Wow. Um, so they are enemies. Yeah, yeah. and so and they really this, our style. Um, quite recently, the maybe final two season. Weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, the final few episodes, not really a season, even. Final yeah, the section. final few episodes the came out, and then mm. oddly. I listen to it. It's oddly emotional. Is I it guess. all finished now? Because I have not finished. I haven't started the last few episodes. They've got one more episode with Rocky Flintstone himself yeah. coming on. Okay, nice. But it just reminded me of how long. Like, it's been going on for a while. Yeah, and they've got these listener submissions saying like, "Oh, I started when I was an undergrad. And yeah. Now I'm like doing my PhD or whatever. You know, like, like, like I started listening to this when I was twelve, and they're like, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it reminded me of when I was listening to it, and my biggest memory of it is, um, I used to work at a cinema, a uh, lighthouse cinema, Cuba. Yeah. And uh, there's a job you have to do. Uh, we have to clean the toilets, and you want to be distracted from doing that job even though you know cleaning toilets is fine um and so i'd listen to my dad wrote a porno and just be chuckling to myself i, I can't listen to it it's so funny that i have to yeah. laugh it's so funny yeah one of the funniest things i've ever heard like it's, it's, it's so like good. the sources um, yeah um visual media you all know what i am yeah. but they're about. they're so <laughs> quick and smart and funny and the, the writing is bonkers um and it's just been like a great um, combination of elements. And yeah, really... it's lightning in a bottle. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. And I'm glad they they made the call like to end it. Like those things can drag out, and it has gone for. And it's made them so much money. They're also making money. some yeah. oblique hints that perhaps it is ending in podcast form, but yes. not necessarily in other forms. Right. Show or so something. yeah. No one really knows, <laughs> so they've but... made a lot of money from it. So you know yeah, they're good. Exactly. They're good. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just kind of it's been a special significance. It's Absolutely. always the thing you kind of hide accidentally if someone sees it in the public and you're like, oh no, I'm not listening to porn, but I am. But that's the um, thing. Like so many people have listened to it or heard about it. Yeah. That you know you can share that moment with mm. a stranger when you're like. You Oh. somebody and they haven't heard of it then you can give them absolutely the gift, the gift. Them for sure yeah. yeah one of the greatest podcasts yeah and it's a real pick me up um, it really like, is podcast through... hall of fame like... yeah people like um, After during us, lockdowns obviously. and big breakups like they've found it as a real bomb and um yeah i just really enjoy it and enjoy their personalities very much my my friends are leaving me my parasocial friends yeah. um yeah, my other two uh, picks uh, for Popcorner is I went and saw the double bill at the penthouse. Yes, I did not um, accompany James, so I yeah. can't talk to these ones. Uh, and it was an <laughs> eating session. I ate, dear listener, because I saw the menu um, and mm. only bones. Um, I don't know if you ate by watching this. I, don't, I think you mean bones and all. 
Oh, yes. Only Bones. What's only Bones, Bones is that Tom Monkton oh, show. Are you thinking, yeah. Ah, are you no, thinking Bones. Only Connect? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Well, you can mention about that, that too. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Bones and all. Both not, eating themed. Yeah, not just only Bones and all. Yeah, both of them eating th- uh, themed. So um, the menu, I'll quickly uh, jump on to that, is um, just a really fun like thriller slash horror, but mostly thriller, um, about a like high cuisine kind of celebrity chef that is hosting a bunch of very rich people. And if you've seen the trailer, things go wrong. Um, and also stars Anya Taylor-Joy as the lead character Margot, and Nicholas Holt is playing a real prick. Um, and yeah, I thought all the performances were really strong. You don't know exactly how it's going to kind of play out. Rude to Ray Fine for not. Oh, did, oh whoops, I, yeah. he's the chef. He's the chef. Um, he's the menu. He's the menu. Well, actually, the menu the is titular role. Yeah. <laughs> Just watch it. Um, and so yeah, it's it's very. It's a lot funnier than I thought it would be. Um, there's also a great role for uh, Hong Chao, um, who's. Yeah, really, really electrifying. I love Hong yeah. Chao. I hope yeah, she gets that great. nomination this year. Yeah, some people think that her whale nomination might actually secretly be for the menu because I mean she's just killing it generally. I haven't seen the whale yet; it's not out yet. Um, yeah, and it's really fun. You don't know where it's going to go. You're wondering who's going to die, how that's going to happen, uh, and it's good observations around kind of like eat the rich, not literally, um, or maybe, uh, and also like the cult personality uh like the the culture of like chef kind of worship uh yeah it's very eerie very strange we chef yeah and uh i thought the relationship between uh margot and the head chef uh played by rafe can't remember what his name is is uh really strong like that it's nicely kind of arced out because the chefs are kind of ready for anything and then the stranger margot shows up in place of whoever else was supposed to be there so kind of throws them off course um but yeah definitely check it out it's a nice twisted turny ride and then bones and all is like if that one is the menu is quite derivative bones and all is trying to do so many different kind of things it's like a it's a horror movie it's cannibal love story romance Mm. like it's a road trip movie um and it's got a great cast um it's got timothy chalamet kerry russell taylor russell taylor russell thank you kerry russell's felicity Oh, yes. And um, the Americans. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Russell, thanks. And Mark Rylance. Um, and they all put in really great performances. I think my favorite was Mark Rylance has one scene by a van that just like, he's doing so many odd, unusual things. Does he eat the van? He doesn't eat the van. Oh. But, you know. Um, um, he's going to see it anymore. Mark is like, a, <laughs> he, he like makes the strangest choices as an actor, but it's all in like, based on like this truthfulness he's so cooked in don't look up yeah i mean hey sometimes he makes big swings it doesn't work but this one (laughs) as um sully uh um really really works and i really enjoyed yeah the other two as well especially timothy has a really great scene um it didn't like there were moments that i absolutely love and moments that i kind of liked i've always liked luca guadagnino's stuff even stuff that's kind of mixed like the Suspiria remake. I just I really love enjoyed. how central he is as a filmmaker. Yeah. It's a real vibe. Yeah, and you really get the sense of sense of that like road movie kind of vibe, kind of meandering. Um yeah, there's a nice sense of horror to it. It's pretty gory. Um I was wondering whether or not mm. you'd enjoy it, Cass. Um yeah. and there's some sequ- <laughs> I think you could probably handle it, but there's some sequences that are like Cass is there with knife and fork in hand. Okay. Yeah. It's kinda odd though, because it's um the approach to like cannibalism, which is obviously a real thing. 
I kind of treat it. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> you know, cannibalism's not a fair. A real thing. That's real. Yeah, but I mean, the way they treat it is it's like they're kind of vampires or werewolves because they can smell each other. They can mm. smell fellow eaters. Mm. <laughs> and you're like, okay. you so either... like a, a supernatural cannibal. Yeah. yeah. You either go with it or you don't. And, okay. Um, but it's weird, man. Like, the lore, you just... Because it's... It's filmed realistically, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like it. It gives me kind of like a Badlands kind of vibe. Yeah, it's Badlands. Yeah, definitely. That's a good comparison. Um, yeah, but I reckon check it out. It's not really in cinemas much, so if you can I'm catch it... I'm seeing it on Monday, so it is on cinemas. Yeah, I mean, it's... In Lighthouse. On its last... Lighthouse, yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe because like, Lighthouse has been closed. But it's like it's not been showing much, and I think a lot of the oscar contenders which i don't think this will get many unfortunately maybe a bit maybe supporting. nothing yeah um <laughs> it's on its way kind of out so grab it quick if you can um nice yeah those are that's me yeah well james's uh, little uh freudian slip before has mm. reminded me that yeah we've been watching a lot of only connect which we've really enjoyed what's that uh it's a british game show which is all about uh listing well, there's a whole lot of different puzzles Well, you guess the themes. It. But it's about finding links between yeah. the different clues. Yeah, and yeah. like for the fourth in a sequence um, of something. Yeah, so there's a variety of slightly different games. Um, but the, the main thing about it is that they're all very hard. Yeah, I it's enjoyed a, it. It's generally mm. pitched at a probably a more of difficult seasons. kind of uh, yeah. level than, a, than your standard quiz. Um, and yeah, it's very enjoyable. It's very British. Is this a new show? No. When did it come out? <laughs> 2008. Oh, damn! All right, um, uh, and it's all available on YouTube, right? No, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say all. Some of it is. Yeah, not 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 bones at all. The, the first two seasons that we watched are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, I watched a few as well. I enjoyed it. It made me feel dumb at first, but then as the you episode, do get better at it. As you I got, like the, I got way the better. Vowels round. I'm like I'm like smashing. This I got now. way better I used at to it, be so much and worse. I love and I love when I am smarter than the contestants. I'm yeah. like, yeah. sometimes you get when you're like, oh, this is so obvious, oh, but it's just that God. it happens to be within our particular frame of knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> After the first couple of episodes, I had to watch Jeopardy to make me feel smart again, <laughs> because that's just question and answer or yeah. answer yeah. and question. Yeah, you know, but. Yeah, I've been trying I to think get my, be okay. my yeah. parents onto it as well. The but, final, I just think it's it's very funny, like how how ridiculous the questions that only connect are, because there will be some in like the finals, because they have like yeah. regular rounds, semifinals, finals, and on the finals it's like extremely hard, like top A plus so plus easy. plus level, and like all the ones in the finals, there will be just certain questions yeah. where that when they reveal it. You can just see the contestants like kind of shaking their heads and like they're there overthinking. is absolute, but no, no, not not the overthinking ones, but just the ones where they're so ridiculous. Oh yes, there but, is no yeah, way for sure anyone could possibly have gotten it. Yeah, but yeah. they're kind of they got to respect it yeah, because as soon as it comes, it like yeah. it makes sense. It's just just who could have gotten that? Yeah. <laughs> ones where it's like oh, it's if you just you know say this really really long. Yeah, what would get error on the calculator? I, what would say, if you say this really really long number like an alphabetical order? It would yeah. be in this you know. Mm. I also think I'm not as good at it as I am as Jeopardy because it is you know a lot of British references. There's a lot of British questions. I now heckle it whenever it does a British yeah. <laughs> a British yeah. question, which I think James found amusing at first. Well, that's the thing with Jeopardy; it is like American as well. So like, yeah. there's some very American there's some very things American there. questions. If it's like I'm, baseball, I'm like, come on! But I'm better at answering those i think then mm. like in general i'm like oh my god what is british this ones thing? it'll be like of, of course this is a number of steam railways yes exactly yeah. yeah like <laughs> but hey i'm learning a lot of things yeah and a lot of lateral thinking as well with yeah. like 
um, this person's name, like they're all like person's name hidden in the middle of the word or whatever. Yeah. Just like yeah. random stuff like that. Like, just keeping your brain like... Brain you, gone. They're, they're just like firing the neurons. You know? like, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I guess it's my turn. Yeah. Um, I Quickly, I did watch Mr. Oregon and it was really fascinating. Mm. I'd like to meet this guy. Really? No, yeah. Thank you. No. I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> stay, me. but I'm just like, what? But then he'd follow you, and then he'd, yeah, he'd follow you around oh and he'd ruin your life. Take That's one of your true. Like, <laughs> that is true. The the key. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything, but there's a part with a key. Yeah. It's very. Oh my god. Freaky deaky. It's so scary. Uh, okay. Yeah. I watched um, Pearl. Ah, which yeah. is the uh, prequel to X. Yes. Um. And I, I think X was fine. It was very, like, you know, derivative of, like, Texas Chainsaw. But it was still fun. Yeah. I thought Pearl was, like, a lot more successful in what it was doing. It was less kind of horror mm. than than um, X. But, it, yeah, it really dug into that character. And Mia Goth, I well, I what prompted me to watch it was the memes of, of Mia Goth yeah. and her performance. And she does deliver. It's like, it kind of takes on this kind of like technicolor fantasy kind of thing, mm. which is more my thing. That sounds fun. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. It's, is it kind of like baby Jane kind of vibe? Little bit. Cool. Yeah. yeah no, it's good. fun. Like it's, it's not a five star movie, but like it's, you know, a hundred minutes, like, there are worse things you can do mm. with your time. And there's one more coming up. Maxine. Maxine, yeah. Triple X, Maxine. Love it. Mm. Um, and I guess the only other thing that I want to... I, I, I don't recall anything else that I've seen that have... It's not coming to the surface. But the thing that I want to talk about is recently, um, every 10 years, the BFI Science ah, Sample comes out. Yes. Um, you know, the, the declaring the, the greatest films of all time. Critics mm. list yeah. and, and directors list. Big and, controversy in film Twitter. Well, I mean, mm. this year, out of nowhere, from 35th place mm. in 2012, the, the new greatest film of all time mm. is Jean Dillman, um, Vantois, Qui de Commerce, Mule, <laughs> Catavant, Bruxelles, the full title, but most people just say Jean Dillman, <laughs> from Chanta Ackerman. Um, and a lot of people are, I wouldn't say upset, they're just like, so I guess Jean Dillman is the figurehead because it became number one. Mm. But a lot of like films by women and like people of color um, have kind of like disrupted the list, which is fine. But I think the most controversial are the one the films that came out in the last mm. two three years. So like Portrait of a Lady on Fire is the thirtieth greatest film of all time. Mm. Um, and in the in the lower regions is like um, Parasite and Moonlight yeah. and one other thing, but I can't remember what it is. But mm. um, so yeah, they're upset that these kind of new films like disrupted some real classics that fell off. And reading from the list of the things that fell off, I'm like, that is a really good list. Mm. And I would have kept off some other ones in the list. But you know, at the end of the day, it's just the list. Yeah, people are saying that it's kind of like in conversation with previous kind of lists where because they got a whole bunch more of other um, new people that can nominate. Yeah. And so this is kind of a reaction to like I the think it's history diff- of cinema, which does have a 
it's like it's white cis men a lot of the time. I think it's fascinating. So like every ten years they do this list from nineteen fifty two onwards. So nineteen fifty two, Bicycle Thieves was the best film of all time. It was mm. only released like four years before that. Mm. And then from nineteen sixty two to two thousand two, Citizen Kane was voted yeah, yeah. as the greatest film of all time. And then in two thousand twelve, Vertigo. Um yeah, and it's it's so fascinating to me. Like to me, it's just a list. But to me, the most fascinating about it thing about it is just how films accumulate um, prestige or yeah. different interpretations over time, mm. and it really shows how much the culture has shifted in the last ten years. And I don't think like obviously they invited more people before. I think it was mostly like kind of kind of like chain of recommendations. Like it was mm. a lot more limited pe- um, people being invited. But now they've like expanded the list. But also, I think people now are more conscious of like putting consciously or unconsciously like more diversified ballots. Like if because what you do is you know if you're a director or a critic or someone who works in the industry, you it's not ranked. You just put in the ten greatest films of all time to you. Yeah. So I think more people were just like rounding their ballots out. Like yeah. And you know, Jean Dielman only won by seven votes over Vertigo this year, but. You know, it's just, it's crazy, like... And at the end of the day... It's refreshing. I find it refreshing. Yeah, and it's always going to be subjective to some, you know, some extent. I because mean, some I... people are doing the most important 10 films, some people are doing their own personal pay- favourites, stuff that resonates with them, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's just, cool. It's just, like, another way of looking at the canon, you know? It's yeah. just, like, these are all, like, things that have been in place, and some of them, most of them... Uh, deservedly but you know it's time to kind of like shake it up and see mm. different films like I can I still haven't seen Jean Dielman because it is like three and a half hours of just this lady do, doing menial tasks mm. like literally that's what it is um, but I will now more like I've got more incentive to see it and I just mm. want to see all like the basic film bros who see Jean Dielman and like yeah, yeah. what is this three hours of nothing totally. I'm like expand your mind to what filmmaking is yeah and it's it's i mean i think the best thing to come out of those lists is just it introduces films to more people absolutely and like thanks little the, baby james his is a thousand and one films you must yeah, say before you die this was the list when you were 18 exactly and like, like those lists that have come like the ones where citizen kane is first they're not going anywhere like, yeah exactly they have to be looked you at. know like on average between the two lists citizen kane probably is on aggregate still the greatest film of all time because it plays highly on both lists because yeah. the critics have one and then directors have one yeah. 2001 a space odyssey um top the directors one for the first time mm. this like displacing tokyo story last time right right i think it's okay i don't i wouldn't call it it's fine so I, I haven't seen any of these films i haven't seen tokyo except story, for yeah. bicycle I love thieves t- story, yeah. <laughs> it's the only one we've mentioned in this whole <laughs> list that i've seen oh yeah <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm keen to do some, some classic movie watching and, and not so classic more modern i'd happily rewatch portrait of a lady on fire and oh Moonlight i mean i've seen and... the, the modern ones i was thinking yeah. like all the old ones yeah. that you'd mentioned as top of the list yeah it's a good list i mean like if more people are watching you know shanta ackerman or claire denis or like Agnes varda from you know and charles burnett and julie dash and all these like other black filmmakers as well the more the better and yeah. like yeah just change it up mm. anyways that's 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 me Right, um, talking of changing it up. And um, also talking of people who are very esteemed directors. Yes. Yeah. Todd Haynes has changed it up and is very esteemed in, uh, in a this, presentation. This year, yeah, this, this episode we're discussing. I'm not there. 
feature presentation. With Metcom. I can't see him. Ah, he's disappeared. Because he's not there. But he's back. He's there to discuss the film with us. I'm not there. Selected by Cassandra Tease. Yeah, we're on personal picks. Yeah, the yeah. final personal pick. Uh, so this is a personal pick. It's been on the, it's on the discussion it's on the list, list, on the ballot mm. for a little while. Um, this is... It graduated, finally. Congratulations. Yeah. This, Congratulations. Is, this is a film that I definitely watched, I think, on DVD in 2007, mm. probably yeah. not in the cinema, but mm-hmm. like a little bit after it came out. Um, when I would have wanted to watch it because this was in my Empire Magazine phase mm. when I was reading about a lot of movies. Your, your a lot legendary of coverage Empire of this movie. One. I mean, also it's phase. Empire Australia, so there was oh, definitely a yeah. lot of coverage of this one because the Australian Blanchett, contingent. Oh, and Heath, 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 yeah, of course. Heath, yeah, so Bob, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Dylan, famous Australian. Famous Australian. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so additional, additional coverage of that. Um, Baza Dylan. Yeah, and I remember enjoying it um, yeah. when I saw it, even though I did not know much about Bob Dylan because mm. as um, I've mentioned to both of you not a Dylan household didn't grow up in Dylan right. household I think uh-huh. we should also parents, expand on our Bob Dylan traditions yeah. Yeah. I feel Go like ahead, I've definitely heard more Bob Dylan songs as an adult because mm. both of my parents not big fans of Bob Dylan didn't grow up with his music and, and why do they not like him uh, voice bad <laughs> not mm. good at singing good thing you married uh, well, that's my mother's um, you know what not Dylan. not yeah. an uncommon um, yeah. held that, that's my mother's that's my mother's criticism my father I don't think has given a specific reason why he doesn't like Bob Dylan he just Maybe doesn't like him much so yeah I didn't really grow up with a lot of Bob Dylan in my life um, I have you know definitely still heard his music he's around of course um, and I, I don't think I personally have any antipathy towards him but I think I often do enjoy some of his songs more in covers than mm-hmm. I do of the originals mm. um, but I, I like his songwriting mm. he's um, a great but song I definitely wouldn't say that I am a knowledgeable Dylan person I yeah. definitely have like you know, a like, bobhead, thank you. A bobhead, yeah. as, as they're called. Um, so, yeah, I, I haven't actually listened to a, a bobblehead, actually. Of, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, that's, that's me. Cool. Nice. I'll go next. Um, I also saw this in 2007 because, I don't know, like, Kate Blanchett was nominated for the Oscar, and yeah. I was like, it was, you know, on the rundown of films to see. Mm. And um, it didn't quite grab me. Like, it was interesting, but I feel like I was, like, maybe on my phone, or maybe I was probably wasn't on my phone back then, but I was probably, like, doing dilly-dallying or watching. Because <laughs> it's not... dilly-dallying? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the most straightforward film to mm. watch. Um, but, you know... As I gotten, I've gotten older, the more I look back on it and the more I've gotten to know Todd Haynes' work, the more I respect it and I hold, held it in esteem. But is that false esteem mm. we're finding out today? Oh. Um, but yes, Bob I don't know. I did, huh? Your Bob connection? Uh, Bob, I am a fan of. I'm not a huge stan of Bob. I think he's a great songwriter. I mean, he's a Nobel Prize winner in literature. But um, I, and also just like one of the goats, you know, like in my music education, I was just like, Bob, let's get into it. Um, but I think the problem, that's not a problem, though. The thing that um, kind of stops me from fully giving myself into Bob mania, to Dylan mania, is uh, some of his songs, because of, you know, the, the nature of it, is they they kind of sound samey. Don't kill me. Um, and in my journey towards singer-songwriters, I kind of gravitated towards more, like, confessional songwriters. So, like, the Joni Mitchell school of writing. Um, so that's what I kind of latched onto. But, you know, I think 
his songs, his best songs are incredible. And, um, you know, yeah, he's one of the greatest of all time. So I'm not denying that. He's, wait, we covered Elvis. We covered mm. the Beatles. With, mm. Yeah, um, across the universe. Across the universe. Bob Dylan now. Who's next? Oh. Who's yeah. next? Oh. Anyways. Um, a lot I, of musicians have some very mixed bag films. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also saw this film uh, on DVD, didn't see it in the cinema, but I really liked the poster and United Video <laughs> Down the Road. Love it. Um, very which sell posters for about two bucks, so I bought the poster, which is just. What is the poster? So it's a silhouette of Kate Blanchett in profile. I see. Uh, and then it's got I'm Not There, like where the face is. And it's real cool. Like. Yeah. Uh, it's like a cool, cool silhouette head. Yeah. Um, smoking a cigar, a uh, cigarette. Jesus, can you imagine if Bob Dylan smoked cigars instead? Still a cool image. Well, his voice would have. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't have lasted no. as long yeah. as it. <laughs> yeah. And I remember, um, like, I had seen a lot of other Todd Haynes films, like Far From Heaven and Safe, and um, Carol hadn't come out yet, but I had really enjoyed <laughs> his flicks. Um, and seeing this and being a little surprised it was more on the velvet gold mine kind of wavelength wavelength rather than more clearer storytelling stuff yeah, it's like. a different vibe it's mm. not like an homage to the 50s melodrama yeah, yeah. it's yeah. different yeah um or <laughs> julianne moore just freaking out and hiding from the world safe yeah. is a really great film you should check it, it out is, yeah um and as for being a Bob, it sounds like I'm the biggest Bob head here, maybe. Because um, mum and dad would have a thing. They would buy a CD, the greatest hits of Bob Dylan they mm. had. And they would play a CD ad infinitum. They would play mm. it over and over. So the tunes of Bob Dylan are, feel, are very strongly implanted <laughs> oh, in my Bob. head. Wow. Damn. So where did Bob come wow. from? I can't believe he graced us with his presence for um, this review. And the crazy thing, because I really like impressions and I really like voices and doing voices, is Bob Dylan, there's no one else that sounds like Bob. No. And the thing is... Part even, of his appeal, really. Yeah, well, I don't know, I feel Bob, like there are a lot of other people that imitated Bob Dylan yeah, singing, no, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, but there's only Bob, only Bob sounds like Bob. Yeah. But you and hear even, a Bob song, you know it's You know his. who it is. Yeah, yeah, and even Bob doesn't always sound like Bob, because his voice changed quite a lot over the years, and there's a really great clip that was floating around about last week, um, Jimmy Fallon talking to a comedian i don't know who the comedian is sorry he just does <laughs> sorry to this man uh but he does bob throughout the ages oh um, i think it might be james austin johnson that sounds does, sounds, sounds good good a name as any yeah this is the new trump on snl <laughs> oh does he do very trump good. as well yeah it's a really good impression uh yeah really talented and i was like oh shit he, his voice did change a lot um and yeah so i got used to those um like a rolling star you know all the big hits i haven't probably listened to many of his actual albums you should listen to the albums um, they're really good yeah in terms of how they're held together um but like a piece of his soul like you know, yeah it's an artist's piece of their soul is their album yeah yeah so i've listened to um what's the one with him and the girl on the cover where he's walking along um i think it's a blonde on blonde not blonde on blonde. I don't, I don't remember. I know the titles yeah. and I know the covers, but I can't put them together. He's in, in my like head. blue jeans and stuff. And That's not Highway forward. 61, is it? No. Johnny um, Potts is screaming at us right now. I know. If he listens Sorry. to this Sorry, podcast. Johnny. The yeah, freewheeling Bob Dylan. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Sorry, yes. I I'll listen to that one. Anyway, um, yep. That's me. That's you. Okay. So, wait, when did you watch this film? 2007. 2007. Oh, yeah. but you bought. Oh, okay. I think you're saying you bought the poster, but you hadn't actually seen no, it. No, no, no. I'd seen it. Okay, great. It's just um, 
It wasn't like, I love that movie, let me buy the poster. It's it just like, looks cool. cool. I like yeah. that poster. Right. Yeah. I see, I see. Yeah. So he's uh, admitting to being a poser. Yes. Mm. Right. On, on the large large yeah. public poser. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but if you don't know this movie, or mm. don't, don't worry. Matt Dillon, <laughs> Matt's going to explain it to you. It's going to be fine. Um, this is maybe the trickiest movie. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's We've done tricky. a few we'll complicated yeah, we'll films see. in the It depends past. on how you approach um, it. It's time for I'm movie in a minute. Loopy. And Matt is going to do the honors for us today. Starting from now. So, I'm Not There is a experimental biopic about Bob Dylan. It's like, features six stories which are like different facets of Bob Dylan, but none of them are actually Bob Dylan. So you have the young kid uh, playing Woody Guthrie, young black kid, um, and it's Bob Dylan's childhood, I'm assuming. Um, Then you have Christian Bale, um, and his character is Bob Dylan, the uh, singer-songwriter, early days of... uh, I don't know the mist. Halfway, he's the prophet, um, and then you have uh, Heath Ledger. He plays like the famous Bob Dylan, familial life, relationship with his wife and kids, and then Kate Blanchett is the famous one, the superstar Bob the Dylan, and then Richard Gere is the old mystical, philosophical Bob Dylan, and who's the last one? Ben. Ben Whishaw, the guy who stares in the camera, the poet. Five seconds. Um, and that's it. It's very weird. It's vibes. Just go with it. We'll explain it now. Great. That was actually very good. Yes, yeah. yeah. That's the best way to yeah. approach it. Yeah. Uh, it was just we got halfway and you'd done two. And I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, But no, you got it. No, no, we got there. We got there. Cool. Well. I wasn't sure about what they all represented, but we can probably we'll unpack it. We'll pass we'll that. Yeah. yeah. I, need, I need that. I need other people talking about it with me. Um, but we've talked about the plot. Now it's time to talk about. Lord. <laughs> Who does okay. it for you? Which Bob is the your hot Bob? Bubba. Hot Bob. Bob. <laughs> the Bob. The, the Bob. The Bob Butter. The Bob Butter. Uh, hot Dylan. Anyways, um, anyone care to go first? Um, yeah, I'll go. Heath is a snack, and um, I wish he wasn't dead. Uh, that's he, that's he's, true. Uh, he plays um. I mean, yeah, both him and kind of Christian, who's also who's my runner-up, are um, kind of like Bob, like tortured, like going mm. through it. They're like figuring things out. Yeah. He's in a relationship that he's trying to navigate, and um, I don't know. Just Heath has a really nice symmetrical face. I like facial hair when it works on people, and it works on him. And I just like to hold him and give him a little cuddle. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll jump in. R.I.P. And I say, yeah, I think Heath is mine as well, but I also want to say Christian mm. because he's also really hot in this. Yeah, I get what you mean. The rugged, kind of sad, tortured artist. Hot to me. Like, I don't know. I feel like And then also, there's bits where he's clean shaven and he's wearing those glasses. Yeah, yeah. With Heath, sorry. And yeah, yeah. So they're smart, or so you think. Mm. So that makes them more attractive to you. And the stubble and the and like the messiness, like the alcoholism ish that's kind of attractive like especially like as an artist like in that in the in the stereotypical mold mm. and christian's cheekbones i thought were real yeah nice um yeah they'll ruin your life though mm. but i like mm. that but i think th- i think also like he he looks like he tans well 
You know, yeah. some people like. <laughs> I get that. It's an Australian know? vibe. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, it's a man that can be in the sun. Yeah. yeah which I like. Point. Yeah, I get that. Uh, look, we mentioned cheekbones. Yes. You know, yeah. like, I was saying to these guys, okay, surely 50% of the reason why I held this film <laughs> in high esteem from my teenage years is that there is Kate Blanchett in it as a drag character. Mm. This is absolutely mm. st- still doing it for me now. Still did definitely in 2007, yeah, 2008 nice. when I first saw this. Like, ah, uh, it's just, Kate Blanchett is just statuesque and beautiful mm. she's like tall she's in like full butch drag mode an alien. it's yeah. like so it's so great alien. like i just ah uh, like mm. I, and there's nothing that i like better than <laughs> when mm. than, than drag like female drag performances in films yeah <laughs> like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it's always good to me nice. um it's always hot it's always great i um, well. it is this... uh is, is i just think she's so great in this yeah <laughs> and she's just so like I don't know, lengthy It's the and performativeness and... of it, I think, that's that's so interesting. And I met we talk about this later because the performance doesn't we'll really talk about it. you. I know. We'll talk about it later. But I think that's part of it. It's this put on masculinity, this performed mm. masculinity by a woman. I think it's like all these contradictions. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's just so fun and like she's having such a great time doing all of like they're all I mean, actually both Heath and Christian are yeah. also all having fun doing the affectations of yeah. Dylanness. But I think it's just something about like that androgyny, like that kind of yeah, yeah thing that it's We just, might as well just like should we just dive in? Yeah, uh, sure. Not. Let's dive into that. Let's dive into our, yeah, into our, to our bottles. And to like our that. bottles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just want to um, star that usually I would put Ben Wishel there. He's a very attractive Well, know, we'll talk about... Real surprising. Oh, oh, what is that? Wishel's in a film what is that ben category that you... Burnt butter. Burnt butter. Who's been really hard done by by this film, but you still come back. By the film and by the role as well, I think. Like, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, um, but back to our bottles. Yeah, should we just talk about performances? Yeah, in because we're there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I feel like Kate. You can you can talk about Kate. I and I'll, talk talk about, I'll talk my about my Kate. Take we'll about talk about Kate. Kate. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the reason behind the casting of this is this is the like Electric Dylan era is mm. the kind of storyline she plays. Jude Quinn. I think it's the like, heart of the film, right? Yeah, it's like as like it's this, the centerpiece. This, of the film, this musician sure. in the kind of point of kind of losing their fan base so a lot of the other people are like dylan on the rise yeah. where it's the sort of sense of like beloved voice of the people mm-hmm. and here it's the thing of having turned inward into your own kind of musical explorations yeah. um and your fans will hate you uh, yeah. and also kind of living the 60s celebrity life and like the 60s literati kind of you know andy warhol factory people and like the beatles being there and alan ginsburg or mm-hmm. yeah i think it's the celeb bit of life dylan's life that you would would leap to mind if you were going to do a biopic. Yeah. Um, And I think, yeah, she plays it with this kind of like, yeah, the sort of like swagger and twitchiness and kind of like this performance of like trying to be too cool in a way that I think is very transparent. Like it's like, it seems very like a person who is clearly performing this. I'm so cool. I'm so on top of everything. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of see them breaking down a little bit underneath that facade. And I think that the casting of her is really strong because it adds to that layer of like, this is not a person that we're supposed to be taking genuinely as like, this is the real mm. Bob Dylan. Mm. Like you're supposed to be looking at it in this context of like, this is somebody playing a role very like, uh, like you know, with a lot of artifice and a clear sort of sense of like, yeah, um, putting something on for the cameras, putting something on for journalists. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I really like this as a drag role. I think it's a really fun choice and I think mm. she's doing a great job with it. Yeah. I mean, I agree in, th- in theory. <laughs> in theory. In theory. <laughs> but in like performance and execution, 
it just doesn't really, it's like, it's so, it's so self-conscious to me. Like, I, this is the Kate Blanchett that I hate, which <laughs> is like the aviator Kate Blanchett. No. The, it's very play acting to me where it's like really just like the mannerisms. That's all I can see. There's nothing else underneath. But I'm sure there is. Obviously, she's trying and like it's viewing and it's, it's working for a lot of people. But it just isn't for me. It's very like the, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, for me, I buy it. I'm like. I, obviously you can tell it's Kate Blanchett, but like the the sense of of that performance of you it's being very theatrical of being aware of it. I think that's it. okay. Like that's on purpose. Yeah, and to I me. think that's baked into the film. Yeah. Like you have a lot of American actors playing. There's like Bruce Greenwood playing British. You have um, I think it's Canadian. Oh, he's Canadian. Maybe. Um, and you have you know both. Heath. <sighs> There's some discussion of some accents coming out <laughs> later on. Well, in the yeah, you have Heath and Christian and Ben. They're all doing their version of Dylan. Like, mm. and yeah. I don't think there's a way. Like, sure, you could do a movie where it's like you're trying to just immerse yourself totally in buying that this is Dylan, but he's so eccentric and strange that like I think they've just taken with that performative aspect and yeah. ran with it. I think you know, I respect the swing. It's just like yeah. it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. Did you but have a I'm favorite gl- Bob Dylan? Of course, of yeah. Well favorite? I'm just gonna oh, say yeah, I'm glad Tilda Swinton beat her for the beat her ass <laughs> for that Oscar. Oh is that that year? Yeah. Is that mm. I am love? Michael Clayton. Oh it's Clayton of course. Like yeah. a strong year for our statuesque queen. Yeah 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 Tilda and Kate. Oh, you know you know Tilda Swinton <laughs> italicized Kate Blanchett. Is yeah. One, yeah. Clearly, I got to go back to two thousand seven films because Michael Clayton is one that I hear. Oh, it's so good! About. I know. I just it's been so long. All I can remember is Tom Wilkinson with his huge bag of yeah. big gets. I've never seen like, it. We should give it a go. I don't know what it's about. The name is so uninteresting. I know to me. it's it so interesting. So boring. Yeah, it's it, a strong the paper vibe, which we were you know we're returning to our old episode. Great film, but yeah, the, Tony Gilroy, who you mentioned last episode, yeah, true, and, right? Yeah, in, it's uh, quite um, I remember it being quite like more artsy than I thought. Like it's like, like a Hollywood studio pick, but with a little more finesse and kind of mm. artistic yeah. touch to it. Right? Yeah, it's kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, your my favorite. favorite Bob. Uh, Heath. I think it's just very authentic, and it's like I thought everyone else kind of had was play acting a little bit to some degree. Mm. Um, he's doing less like Bob Dylan mannerisms. Yeah, he's not doing like I think. And he's giving Bale me, is do, really doing yeah. like a lot as yeah. well. He's doing a lot of. He's like, giving me the essence of of Bob Dylan. In like yeah, in like I guess if you're watching a movie about him, and this is the the movie star version of Bob Dylan. I did find his plot not hugely interesting. No, like no. there's not a lot yes. that's sort of happening. He's just kind of he's got a wife, he has kids. He but, was an actor. Now he's they're getting divorced. But he's just so natural on screen. He's like, great. Like he's, I mean, you, you always oh. like to watch Heath Ledger and things, you know. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I think he just had such natural presence and was doing enough of giving me the essence without going into bob drag you know it's not um, like doing a bob dylan impression in the way that other, yeah other actors are doing in the film yeah and um his storyline wasn't my f- i don't even know what my favorite was to be honest but maybe we can unpack that yeah in a i mean bit. i don't think it's really i mean it's it's sort of interesting thing where like they're not all necessarily full storylines. yeah it's no. a movie that, that yeah. plays off all of all the half storylines yes um, yeah but i did find that yeah i didn't find there was i didn't find his character hugely compelling i feel like Heath Ledger played him well but yeah. i didn't like, i like okay, that i don't feel like i got to know that that Bob yeah Dylan very well i like that stretch of uh, that montage of them getting to know each other that mm. was kind of sweet but yeah i can't it's not very mm. distinctive of a section of the film because the majority yeah. of the time is like the most coherent one is the Kate Blanchett 
Like, but it doesn't come it? into it until like a good halfway through the yeah. film. It's not. Yeah, but who is your favorite, Bob? I feel like it's. Are we talking performance or story? Performance well, just for or you, story yeah. Either. Yeah. you just you have a fave. Your fave. I guess like it's split between Kate and the young boy. I guess mm. I thought that the boy, young boy I think is the really best, like a pretty clear storyline. Yeah. Like, yeah. Unlike most of the other ones, yeah. I'm like, Kinda, I can follow what's how you with start the yeah. film, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, he's a it's a really committed performance. Like it's a Marcus Carl Franklin is Marcus, the boy. Marcus Carl Franklin. Yeah, I'm not sure about like because obviously Dylan has roots and like. Uh, like black like music and stuff like that but yeah I'm like I don't know how I feel about it's a young black kid but also you're getting women playing Bob and so yeah it's a swing yeah, it's like it's a, a stylistic choice it's a choice yeah. yeah I don't think they're saying anything as silly no, as no. like ah uh, he's yeah. had a black soul <laughs> like yeah. I don't think that's the intention of yeah. it I feel like it is sort of a they're trying to universalize Bob Dylan's experience beyond just mm. white men guy, like, right, actors right. and so I think it yeah, I like that there's not all just white yeah. dudes playing. Bob I do Dylan. think there is a link to like his appreciation, kind of like indebtedness to, to black culture a little mm. bit mm. with that casting. But it's yeah. not wink, wink, yeah, you know? It doesn't like, feel like it's it's saying something like exactly. unnecessary. It's more, more <laughs> subtle than something like and Elvis, where it's that, like... Yeah, it's not that Elvis, is, Elvis learned all about... <laughs> he really did like yeah. music more yeah. than blacks. Because yeah. if you know Bob Dylan, you can feel it. It's it's baked into his music. And he's yeah. a very, you know, like, mm. especially in that era, really kind of, you know, put a voice to that experience in a way. And mm. just that, yeah. And I feel like it's quite, like, the a lot of the script is quite poetic. And it's hard for, as an actor to deliver. And that... Or straining towards poetic, if not necessarily was achieving it. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I agree that the, I think that, yeah, Marcus, Marcus pulls yeah. off the um, yeah he dialogue, pulls off the dialogue yeah. really well, which was really hard. I think as like especially a, as a, a child kid, as well. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's a kid and he's got to have all this. The whole thing is that he's like, it's the late nineteen fifties, but he's got this kind of spirit that's set back mm. in the you know thirties mm. yeah. in the depression era. And it's a he's, hard fucking ask. He's obsessed with the unions. See, and the I was conf- and right in the railroads. I was confused because he's named Woody Guthrie, mm. and I was like, wait, he's playing Woody Guthrie. And I was like, no, it's just, you it's, know, this is uh, yeah, the manifestation of, like, of... It's, it's of, the Bob Dylan that wanted to be Woody yeah, Guthrie. Is it the, yeah, exactly. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like... Yeah. Oh, I said... Oh, he, that's he, right. He, yes. And yours was Kate. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I have a favorite favorite. Like, I think... Yeah, Are you drawn I think to Kate? I, yes. I'm drawn to her, but I think, like, in terms of as a, as a plotline, as movie sort of thing, I think it is... Yeah, it's interesting that we were talking a lot about how it seems very cloud atlasy. Yeah, um, for sure. Mm. But Plus I think it's spin. yeah, yeah I, and I, I, th- I think it on an ambitious level and like on all of these different like facets. And yeah, different I think meanwhile it, it is similar, but I think it's trying to do something different, and that I don't think it is trying to set these up as individual stories mm. a lot of the time. Like it's more sort of the flavor, the um, yeah. It is a sense that yeah. if you got mixed up and you forgot, like oh, did that happened to him, or did that happen to him, it doesn't matter. Because exactly, it to all yeah. of them. It's like a yeah. shared kind of narrative, which is like quite there's more subtlety in yeah. this than Cloud Atlas, where it's like it is ambitious, but it is also like we are all connected. We are all the well, that's these souls because like, it's they're beholden to the book. And yeah, like, that's True. kind of the structure. And I feel like, like Wachowskis want 
want a level of clarity. Like, there's a level, yeah. There's a level of like we I need it to be like yeah. These are all lots of interlinked stories, but we are. It's not actually as weird. This is weirder. Yeah, <laughs> well, and in their other work as well. Like the Matrix is dense, but it's not really confusing. But it's actually pretty. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's my biggest bag of this film is that it is just like a big swing. Oh, it's, it's so ambitious. It's so ambitious. It's aiming for poetry. Hmm. It's um, you know, it doesn't want to be easy. It wants to be it wants you to marinate in the story and like yeah. kind of make your own connections and like making it abstract, like making a biopic one of the most standard kind of film forms. Yeah, yeah. really blowing up yeah. what is a biopic. There's um, that sequence where Woody like I think jumps off a train. Oh yeah, the get him boys. Like yes, like, he's like he's getting attacked by. He's got his guitar and a whole lot of other like hobos are gonna yeah. go after him, try to get his guitar. And he falls in the water, and then there's a shot of him like walking forward. There's bubbles around him, and then faces like come in uh, and <laughs> like fade a memories in and of out. his childhood. Yeah, and it's so like evocative and strange. It feels very just... Julie Taymor. Yeah, obviously that's very Taymor. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. Um, one thing we haven't mentioned: um, the casting of this particular Bob we'll maybe return to, mm. um, but. Oh, yeah. A storyline that was actually interesting is this the, the Billy the Kid storyline. I love this world. Which is such a cool world. So it's um, Richard Gere is like an old cowboy. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, implied like Billy the Kid that he escaped mm. and he didn't really die, I think is what they said in a different plot. And then it, it cuts to him, so I guess it's him. Um, but he's in like an old west town, or is he? Because sometimes there'll be like anachronistic things. Like it's mm. very much a loose time. Mm. And it's like, yeah, this old west town that's in Halloween, all these kids with costumes. He's riding his horse through it. They've heard that the freeway is getting built mm. in the What's area. It called? Riddle? In Riddle. Riddle County. Riddle, Riddle Missouri. Riddle, Missouri. Yeah. Um, and they're all oh, like. Chicken Town. Chi- yeah, yeah. Chicken Town. Chicken Town, as, as we referred to it. Yeah. Because referred someone it, said Chicken said Town. said at one point, and we just guess that's what it's called. Um, but yeah, the aesthetic of this is so interesting and yeah. so like yeah. kind of, yeah, it's like as soon as you think you've expected the type of look that you mm. you sort of, as soon as you've got it cornered, they surprise you with something else. It's, it's like just slightly off. like phantasmagorical. Yeah. yeah, it felt to me, I was saying, it feels a very like big fish to yeah. me. Like mm. it feels very kind of that kind it's, of world. It's like, yeah. The kids went hard on the Halloween it's, costumes. Well, it's paper mache, cages it's made out of brambles. It's phantasmagorical, but there's like a darkness. You know, yeah. there's like it's very this creepy. town is haunted. It's like it dogma, is a very. It feels like, a little bit like a you know a, a purgatory. It yeah. feels like a yeah. weird purgatory town. It's Especially like, there's like yeah there's a there's a concert it's like an indie band doing a concert of yeah. a I'm guessing a Bob Dylan song I don't know the song yeah yeah and there's also just this this like young dead woman in like a and a coffin that is propped up that's just been propped up in this display yeah, coffin, sorry. and it was and so all what standing around the town well, center and watching it's weird it's so strange and but it's sad like there's like the it, lead singer has like, well, yeah the white makeup. face makes it kind of sad like it gives yeah, me chaplain sort of sad clown kind sad of clown. Mm-hmm. and and, like and their yeah. their uniforms are like Union soldiers. Yeah. kind of just like giving mm-hmm. me the the dead of the war and, and just like it and has I that shroudness that of like, yeah it was so beautiful it was shrouded in so much eeriness and sadness and just like off things like off makeup or like off masks like mm. yeah and, ju- and the fact that like yeah the time of it is so because like the band sound yeah. is very modern and then there's a point where there's a one shot where he's just in a car <laughs> and we're like we're in car times yeah. and then yeah like the he puts a plastic 
Halloween mask on at one yeah. point. Like, it's very uncanny. It's a very interesting yeah. kind of theatrical anachronism, which was really fascinating. But do we know what it means? Hell no. no. Do I know what Hell it means no. to Bob Dylan's life? What? I don't get it. I just was but like, I just enjoyed it. To me, I was just philosophical, mystical. I don't know. Yeah. And, and partially, I'm like, do, do I just not know enough about Bob Dylan's life? But I yeah. get it if I did. Yeah. Maybe if I was an expert in well, Bob, well, I could I mean, stand keep this talking. Good. I will consult the wiki and see what it I says. Guess, like, I guess in his lyrics, you have like all along the watchtower and stuff. You have this kind of fable like storytelling kind of stuff. I guess it could be. Yeah, I guess so. Weirdly, it also has Bruce Greenwood who plays a character in the Kate Blanchett storyline. He's there again, but he's uh, old age makeup. He's uh, the old the man that put Billy the Kid away, and he's in like old tiny old man makeup. And he's also gonna. And he's the mayor, and he's gonna blow up the bulldoze the town to put a freeway in. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's very unusual. Yeah, we're I was like, "That's about... when I'm, I'm, I don't know what's going on, but it rules." Was kind of my feel. Yeah, on that. I enjoyed it. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, other other times, yeah, other things that I like. I think, in generally, aesthetics of this film. Yeah, I bar a couple of glaring def- exceptions. Generally, the aesthetics of the film are really cool. They're they're poems. They're like the paintings and the couches mm. and the lamps. Love the production design. Love the interior yeah. design. Yeah, the, the costumes. Like, they yeah, the, they've got some black and white worlds and some color worlds, and those are mm. all slightly like you know the way that they create the aesthetics. Like I love the room that's Kate Blanchett, Dylan, and there's the like projection. Oh stuff yeah, with those spiders pro- and weird projecting, stuff. Projecting um, LBJ. LBJ, and they're just having and like and a um, yeah, just kind of like okay. having this tripped out argument with the, the like side friend kind of mm. guy and there's all this yeah this weird video footage going on behind you got right. yeah i'm just gonna read out what's on wikipedia all right what okay. is what is what's todd Bill, said billy refers to dylan playing the role of alias in sam peck and pa's 1973 film pat garrett and billy the kid the billy character's final monologue in the film echoes remarks dylan made in a 1997 interview with newsweek I don't think I'm tangible to myself. I mean, I think one thing today, and I think another thing tomorrow. I change during the course of a day. I wake, and I'm one person, and when I go to sleep, I know for certain I'm somebody else. I don't know who I am most of the time. It doesn't even matter to me. So I guess it's just like okay, metaphysical so it's kind of... It's vibes. Yes. Yeah. It's cool. So we're on the That's right track. We got it. We got it. Yeah. We yeah. got it. Um, don't worry about it. We got it. Yeah, any other things that we were, we were digging about this film? I think it's quite clear what period you're in like the stories it's it generally quite you can tell what story confusing. you're in um i like the sort of mockumentary sort of stuff they also have for the um mm. christian bale one they have like a whole do- like mockumentary mm. sort of yeah I, one, which I, I thought they did pretty well i enjoyed yeah how they kind of transposed the history into fiction like yeah yeah because they have the joan baez figure there which is played by julianne moore and kind of just like yeah fictionalizing his life in a way that was interesting like yeah yeah it was a different presentation it's interesting in like that each of them don't feel like standalone films yeah different things but they all do feel like they could be a different type of Mm. like you know they could all be like with further extensions and some things another film except for the Ben Wishaw which is just a I can't. A the Ben Wishaw gave, gave me kind of a little bit of Wes Anderson. I don't know why. It's the framing. It's the framing. Of him. Yeah. Yeah. It gave me a little that one um, felt French like a, dispatch. That, it felt like yeah. an afterthought to me. Um, yeah, he was given yeah. the least care out of yeah. all yeah. of them. It feels I like think. he's the bridger. I mean, he's the like of of stories, and he's I guess the poet of the group. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we you don't get as much time on him or or any kind of interiority. Really. It's so interesting that they teach 
Todd chose Bob Dylan for this, though, who I don't think, you know, like, if I, yeah, I think we were discussing earlier, mm. David Bowie would elicit this kind stronger. of this kind of thing, or, like, I don't know, like, I was thinking Madonna with, like, different, her different eras. I don't think Madonna would quite work No, no, this. of course, but I just think, I'm thinking of different kind of, because when I think of Bob Dylan, I don't really think of him as, like, that different but it was interesting to pick someone who's kind of like had a set kind yeah. of image you know i wonder how i mean maybe this is the thing maybe like that you you need that biopic thread to tie all these things together but i'm like i'd be really interested to see this as a sort of yeah like doing more of the the cloud atlas thing of like just yeah. telling an independent story through these different kind of yeah. weird because even, lens, even like, an be, Elvis like, film fall apart? like this, like, I can kind of see, yeah. Yeah, whereas here, I don't know, I'm like, uh, is it is the biopic form hindering it? Ooh. You know, does it make some of these things yeah. too similar to each other because you've got to find who the Bob Dylan is in each other? You know, like, yeah. is it, and is it is it too much having to call back to going like, oh, is this real? Or like, oh, is this just made up for the film? Is this like a, yeah. what? which parts of this are accurate? Or like, if you were a person who's a big bob head going yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is actually inaccurate. That's not what happened. Exactly. Or like, Bob yeah. Dylan didn't die. Like, all that's, you know. It's it's um, really interesting that they made a biopic of someone who's still alive. Yeah, it feels very much like it's about a dead person. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really, I, I wonder, like, I would love, to, I would like to see this, like yeah, what this this collage type filmmaking done more often? Yeah, for sure. I think or just on, like, on different in service of different things. I just think it's like yeah, the ambition of that is what's yeah. most exciting to me. And just like yeah, and kind of doing new approaches to the biopic. So we'll yeah, see. I we'll feel see. like it's less to me about the the. I think like the fact that it's a biopic. Like mm. uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm questioning whether that's the thing that. Yeah, like t- we should do but collage does, biopics, yeah. and more like, should we just be doing this? Yeah, would would it be interesting to see this done, like freed from those constraints? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure sh- there. Or would that lose lots of thread entirely? You know, I like, guess with the biopic, you have a central personality grounding it, and yeah. you're trying to explore the myriad of personalities. I think that what kind of anchors you with each mm. section as well. It's like yeah. at the end you, of the day, you know you, a... you tie it back to Bob in a, in a way. It's like, oh, this must. And that's the reason we kind of like got through yeah. that. I would love to see it with film. something else rather than a biopic as an anchor. Like I think an anchor is really important actually mm. thinking mm. about it. But I'm like, what about like a fable, like a storytelling? Yeah, like, yeah. What, sure. I'm what, like, sure. like Cinderella. I'm sure. Everybody knows I'm sure it'll but work. But you're doing it in this yeah. format, you know? Yeah, like totally. I would love to see that. Yeah. Oh, now it's I'm firing off. Mm-hmm. Think about yes. that, right? You're like like take like a really like classic yeah. cocktail story, that's something exciting. that's been done in London, done and redone. We're gonna have this conversation. You know, see you're Alice in Wonderland, you know? Do that. We're gonna have this conversation off the pod. <laughs> Don't steal our that's ideas. A TM, TM, TM. Don't steal our ideas. Actually. Well I guess yeah, you are seeing more anthology films as like Waru and you've got those. I mean, mm, it's, but those are anthology those are, films. That's yeah, different. With different it's like directions. a short yeah. film and all of those contained. and all of those small sections are still pretty conventional within their little exactly. world. And I'm like, you know? what I think that yeah. what I was saying was so interesting about this and made us feel more experimental and more kind of exciting to me than something like even Cloud Atlas, which is really ambitious on the same mm. level, but is still kind of just doing a lot of different stories that stack. Yeah. It's like mm. this doesn't feel like it stacks almost. It's almost that everything is much more in conversation than that. Like yeah. things cross over and they meld and they like yeah. come into the each collage, other's stories a little like bit more like, and yeah. they, mm. the collage of it I think is yeah, that structurally sure. is so Yeah, cool. that's fascinating to yeah. me. 
Mm. I do think I would push back. I think Dylan is still a good choice for this because I think just as much as his I, music, I think, I think he, has, he is an interesting choice. Well, I don't think it's a bad choice. I no, like yeah. because like that quote that you read, like he's just as much about like his philosophical and political kind of points of view mm. as mm. well as the the cryptic kind of lyrics that yeah. he does. I think um, it's just like on the surface, he wouldn't be the first thought I would have sure, to yeah. do this. Mm. Just like some of the actors aren't the first thought for actors I would cast. Yeah. But that's, you know, we'll talk about that. Um, I am very curious to see the conventional biopic of this, which is coming up, which is Going Electric. Oh, that's right. The I'm Timothy right. Chalamet, James Mangold film that's coming up. Mm. So we'll see. Well, James is having a year. He, he dropped the... Um... Indiana Jones on the Dial of Destiny. Um, I don't know who James Mangold is, I have to say. Oh, uh, he's directing the next Indiana Jones. Oh, he's a director. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, Anyways, is, yeah. There, is there anything else we have to say? Well, we got bananas. Um, <laughs> get to the bananas, I think we're saying. Yes. Yeah, I don't think so. Look, if yeah. it comes up, it comes up. It comes up, it But comes for up. now, what do we so, not like? Not stuff. so successful. Mm. I mean, let's talk about Richard Gere. Like, yeah. Richard Gere, I don't think he's doing a bad job here, but no, he's, he's just doing, so miscast. He's doing his <laughs> like, work, but Why it's do they not... think, let's make Richard Gere play this old cowboy? It's just so far from him. Like, yeah. um, and I'm not against people playing against type, but if they're not convincing... Yeah, it just feels it, like it, it's, it, it's it odd. Fe- yeah. And you don't, know, you don't know what it's in conversation with. You don't know, like, why... Like, it's not like purposefully distant in a way that feels intentional. It just feels like a, a weird casting choice. Yeah. yeah, because I don't know. It just he doesn't he f- doesn't he, feel like this character. He always yeah. reads as clean. Right? He's clean. He's a preppy businessman, and when he gets yeah. dirty, he's a gigolo. It's you know, it's yeah. not. Ru- yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't know. There's something manicured about him. Yeah, that's... he's a very also very 20th century something that yeah. <laughs> doesn't feel yeah, yeah. times. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a soulfulness to the Bob character or the Billy character who's portraying in mm. that's he yeah. as an actor kind of doesn't have or his kind of soulfulness is delivered in other means. It's not mm. it's not quite there. It doesn't yeah. read inherently. You can kind of it feels like he's in costume. Yeah, he's um, dressing up. Yeah, whereas unlike the other ones, the kind of the contradiction isn't fascinating. It just seems kind of weird. He looks like a professor. Like instead I, of I like his little glasses. I, think I do like his glasses, way. but um, yeah, it didn't fully. It's too yeah. clean work. for me. There's there's mm. something yeah. we tossed around like Jeff Bridges or um, Kurt Russell as like yeah. people that feel a little bit more. They would fit better. Rugged yeah. and cowboy. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and then also Ben Whishaw. Oh uh, God. So yeah, Ben Whishaw's part. We've really discussed what his thing is. Basically, he's got he's asked a question and then he's like in an interrogation situation at the very start and then the entire rest of the film the only time we see him it's in the same shot it's like a white background he's wearing a little suit he's got yeah weird like tussled hair like it's weird because it's a haircut that i I think theoretically should work on him but it looks bad yeah um yeah, he just mm. it's it's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think you'd like think, think you would like think big, so. Big tussled hair would work on Ben Whishaw. It doesn't. It weirdly, looks not so great. No, on well, he's had that in the past and it has worked. Yeah, um, it's, it's too high. It's know, too. Like, yeah. The John Keats look is, is great. Yeah, he's he's beautiful and, and bright star. Yeah, yeah. he's um, not here. There's something about the way they've made his face. Or is this post Bright Star? Him. This film? No, this is before Bright Star. Interesting. Bright Star is 2009 post-Bright Star casting. Right. Um, but yeah, so his he just smokes and uh, his name's Arthur Rimbaud, I guess. Yeah, so he's yeah. named after the poet he's the, the poet, same way that Woody yeah. Guthrie is. Um, but yeah, he just sort of says 
little phrases and that's and it feels very much like they were like shit we need six dylans and they i don't know it feels weird like an afterthought to me because if he's meant to be the poet i just even that is very lacking to me like even yeah it's like then then make him have all these poetic things to say like or i don't know and it's um the monologues or like i think i feel like everybody else is doing dylan lyrics and dylan kind of interview I don't know. It's that thing where I also have but even maybe in, some limited patience yeah. for that 1960s rambling, like, yeah. beat poetry type Oh, thing. for sure. Yeah, which, like, there's a lot of in this, which is presented very, um, I don't know, like, depending on the context, quite often it is presented very straight. It's <laughs> um, very po-faced, for very sure. Very po-faced. Yeah. And I'm like, a lot of the time, like, this is just rambling nonsense. Like, sometimes this isn't that smart. Yeah, you would sometimes th- this isn't actually that poetic. No, like, <laughs> but that's the thing. You would you would think... Wishaw doesn't really even get a chance. Wishaw doesn't really no, get to you, do that much stuff. You would think yeah. that he would that have he those. he would have all of those. Or even the more poetic kind of filmmaking techniques with his it's section. Like he looks yeah. very... The aesthetic doesn't look individualized enough. Yeah. It looks really similar to the Cate Blanchett aesthetic. Mm. Um, and that's the thing. I mean... I guess the they are. I mentioned twin stories, and I was joking at first, but they are kind of twin aesthetics. Like, yeah, like yeah. the You've Heath Ledger and Christian Bale. They come from the Heath same. Heath Ledger canonically played uh, Christian Bale's character in a movie. So yeah, that's how they, they're in the same universe. And then Richard Gere and the um, Marcus, Marcus Carl Franklin yeah. Yeah, meet each other at one point. It's a bit where he like, comes up to him. Yeah. At the very end, he has Woody Guthrie's guitar. Yeah, um, and on, hops on, on a train. So they're clearly in the same world, and so I guess it's implying the black and white are in the same world yeah but, but they but he doesn't have mm, a story to back that up like he's just sitting in a room yeah i wonder if he could have even like projected or something like i don't yeah, know yeah that could have been interesting he was projected on the wall yeah the art gallery mm. um, i just don't see much of a purpose for him but yeah it really feels like they just wanted to have a sixth one um yeah it doesn't yeah, name really the six yeah <laughs> call and, back to an old yeah, <laughs> an old joke uh and i feel like with what you were saying about the the kind of beat poetry is a lot of that is around the cult of personality as well it's like who is saying it like yeah. you know the the charisma and kind of appeal of of it and yeah it would have been nice to see being kind of performance because oh, so i feel like i don't know it's weird because perf- like saying the lyrics out loud is so weird to but me. like less about the lyrics and more about like you know the stuff that like is in a lot of the, the voiceover yeah. and a lot of the voiceover in the film there'll be some random bits of and i don't know who's always doing the voiceover it's yeah. like different characters at different times yeah. like richard Gere is quite a bit. chris christopherson as a narrator, and narrator, as narrator but i don't think he don't does it throughout yeah. um, i'm sure he does but yeah it. but also yeah, that'll be just like uh i don't know i can't i can't even do an impression of it yeah it's, you know that sort of like 60s like mm. psychedelic kind yeah. of like mm rambling Beat. on about yeah, like life mean. and vibes and the universe the great cosmos and all of that stuff yeah. i do love which yeah like i think always reads as a bit oh. silly to me yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, i do love that we have several performing scenes which are quite yeah. good i think because i think the, the poetry and the music come from the lyrics and the music i mean um and we see that with the different performances. Like, if you just read his lyrics, actually, sometimes... I remember this was a discussion when he won his Nobel Prize from the literary purists. Mm. They're like, his lyrics are sometimes not poetry. And I'm like, the poetry comes from the lyrics, lyrics plus lyrics, the music. I always think it's it's a kind of... It's not exactly correct when people say that lyrics are poetry. I yeah. think it's really that what people are trying to, to mean by that is that lyrics are of literary worth to the same level exactly, as poetry. Yeah. Mm. And exactly. that they can be really bad poetry and really good poetry and really bad lyrics and really good exactly. lyrics. And it's a different literary form. Like, as a person who is a lyricist but not a poet, 
like that's I think yeah that they, they, they have different intentions and different meanings there's things that you can say well in lyrics but lyrics are always in conversation with music they're exactly. not intended to be well that's the thing just being and, poetry. and sometimes they do reach poetry in the more abstract sense with yeah. the music instead of just you know but yeah but it's like they can be on those heights and exactly they, be, they have literary worth but it doesn't necessarily mean that oh that means that you can take out the music then and you can just read it and it'll exactly. be fun like it's, that's kind of an unfair like yeah advanced, like things to, to, to hold them to it's not the same standard but yeah, yeah I enjoyed the musical performances in, in mm. this film I think they were nice and well showcased I think yeah, yeah there's a bunch of really good singers in this group um, and we get Dylan singing himself sometimes um during more montage kind of sections yeah that's a nice reminder i was kind of surprised that they went for i guess more obscure dylan kind of song i guess they went for for the thematic yeah songs that suited the scene and i think because of stuff to pick from yeah i think also because of what they're trying to do with it is not just be like let's be a biopic where we tell the life and times of bob dylan that also freed them up from having to be like we must hit like Blowing the in the wind, we, like, have to, we have to hit, you know, Stone, like a Rolling you know. Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we don't have to hit all these classic songs. The way that, like, if you're doing, you know, the the Elvis documentary, you well, know, like I'm, the Elvis sure biopic, we'll they're not gonna not going to not do all of those. We'll, exactly, yeah, you're going to have to. Like, that's part of the, the format. That's what's expected. Is that you have to, yeah. unless you weirdly don't have the rights to the music, like mm. in that that Bowie documentary yeah. you mentioned, <laughs> Bowie, which sounds Bowie wild biopic. to me. But yeah, it's. I think they they've chosen them in a bit more of a. Yeah, interesting yeah. way. And also mm. that, that, yeah, the way that they're performed is always, depending on the different storyline, mm. slightly different style, which is yeah. kind of cool. Um, we talked about some of the accents earlier. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, you've got a bunch of people, and accents and also some, like, small Interpretations, really yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so yeah. the accents that are particularly bad were Charlotte Gainsbourg, who is Heath Ledger's wife. Yes. Um, so she's playing someone French. She is French. She is French. And she but- is also English like she's English you know yeah like, it feels like her level of Frenchness changed from scene to scene like accent yeah. it would sometimes be really prominent and sometimes it would and I feel like maybe that's just the thing of somebody who already can do a French you know is French heritage and yeah sort of do the accent mm. um just sort of letting her go for it without an accent coach to make sure she was being consistent so yeah different filming days just kind of doing slightly yeah, different things I think so yeah um Michelle Williams was doing shocking <laughs> A British. a British accent, which we were like three sentences in, where we we're like, "Is that sure supposed if... to be British?" And she might have been doing American with an affectation. I have no I don't, clue. It sounded like... because they were in Britain. Yeah, but like... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, she was Warhol's muse, so... but she was also kind of, kind of twiggy dressed. Like, yeah, looking at thing, you know. It like... felt. I mean, it's like with Don Cheadle and Ocean's Eleven, where it's like, if that thing occurs on screen, it's usually because there hasn't been enough time with the accent. Coach exactly, and it's like that's the thing is it feels like there was under direction given to some of the performances. I, I felt or um, well, that's a different thing. Like having time with an accent coach and lack of direction. Are... But it's I think it's a bit of a similar problem of like less time yeah, invested time into the actors yeah. right. and more time invested in the maybe visual aesthetics and like mm. kind of keeping well, on track so all of these different shooting locations it, and things. It's but... such a small role. I mean, she probably did it because of her proximity to Heath. I don't know what the nature of their relationship was at this point, mm. but that's what probably why she did it. Mm. But they could have easily gotten a British actress like to do yeah. it. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, there's also like her first appearance, the costuming, which is so on point for the rest of the film. Really yeah, drops the ball. She and really she looks, looks like straight on 2007. Scene girl. Scene girl. Like it is exactly. like the way her hair what is, is done. What is a scene girl? Like a, you think of like an emo. It's like a proto emo girl, girl oh, kind okay. of. Like yeah. The more you know. 
<laughs> she's got this like baby doll dress on. She's oh, got okay. this sort of like, <laughs> yeah. there's this like color ombre block it's, it's here like, sort of thing. It just doesn't, she looks she, like 2007. She's and got a hell. very Tumblr vibe, you oh. know? Yeah. Like, it's right. like Tumblr vibe and then she's also like skipping around the gardens yeah. in like a very silly way. And I was like, no, I'm not digging this scene. Yeah. Um, but then it she, really took me out. It was just so not in period. <laughs> and you didn't even recognize it was her at first. Like, yeah. it was just a mm. random lady. But, and yeah. you know she's like a, she's on the rise at this point. Like she's really? done broke back. She does. She yeah. has done broke back. She's received her Oscar nomination. Yeah. Marilyn is a couple of years later, right? It's four years later. Okay, yes. Yeah. 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 So, but so it, yeah. it just seemed odd that such a prominent actor. Yeah. Largely didn't get many close-ups or anything. Uh, like yeah, that. I, I, yeah. Really I think her, she's. Yeah, it's still. not about her, and I guess yeah, this was like one maybe of the it was first a bigger role things. that then got written down as well. Yeah. Like it's mostly it a cameo, like really. Like yeah. she's yeah. playing the Edie-centric kind of factory girl mm-hmm. um, presence, but yeah, I guess the yeah, I don't know. There wasn't really exploration of a lot of the other roles. I guess it yeah. was very just Bob. All the different All bobs. the bobs. I guess yeah. the most prominent one was like Charlotte, Charlotte Gainsbourg. Yeah. Kind of a little yeah. bit more of her interior life. And Bruce Greenwood, I guess, was the other a one. A little bit. A you foil. Really get his yeah. interior life, but you got him as a foil. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In terms of the, the straight, like, the G-man kind of vibe to yeah. the kind of craziness of, of Bob. I guess it's trying to do a very ambitious thing that, like, of course you're not going to get much time. It's like in Cloud yeah. Atlas, you don't yeah. get much time with anyone And that's the thing, again, the another thing about this film to me, because it is very ambitious and experimental, some of the things didn't work for me. I was yeah. bored for a lot of a lot of the time. There'll be some, just like, and what's happening? Just like, where are we? What's happening? Who is this? Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like, I feel like when watching it, both along with being bored, I feel like I haven't done the homework. I feel like I'm sure. in, I'm, in I'm, a... I'm grateful that I saw it in this setting because we can just crack jokes and make yeah. each other laugh as we go. Yeah. And ask each other questions. I feel like, things. I feel like, I find it quite intimidating as a film. I think it's this like, is... Again, Do you know Bob? Like, because I feel like it would be more I think this is the thing about the, the biopic thing that I'm like, I think because it's not doing anything to teach you about Bob's no. life. Yeah. It's mm. basically, it's riffing off facts that it assumes you already know about Bob Dylan's life. Yeah. And so I think this storytelling method would work much better if the starting point was something that everyone in the audience and the filmmaker all has shared knowledge of. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't have sh- shared knowledge about, mm-hmm. like, I know vague, like, you know, as a person that lives yeah, in the, the world, like, the I know various vague brush strokes, brain, yeah. vague, vague brush strokes of Bob Dylan's life, yeah. but I don't know a huge amount about him. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would yeah. love, yeah, seeing the storytelling method or the style kind of used on something where it's like, we've all got a shared language as opposed to here, it feels like, people that are real insiders will have yeah. like ah i totally understand all these bob dylan references but yeah. unless you're a bob dylan scholar it's like yeah. there's gonna be stuff you miss and you're not like yeah you're, the stories become kind of impenetrable a little bit or like mm. a little bit i mean you're us on the wikipedia like thing going like what would the what was billy the kid got to but do that's with bob the thing. Dylan? i mean we we also i mean we're not the bob experts but we still know some things about bob dylan we do so mm. if people with lesser knowledge than us people with lesser came, knowledge would i don't i would oh be really interested if you're like i would love to see someone who's like gen z who's never heard any bob dylan songs yeah. what yeah. they would think about this film because i feel like it would be completely well, nothing and it requires yeah. a level of knowledge yeah. around history as well in terms of like there's intercut moments from the vietnam war and... i feel like that's more more people know about that i, I guess don't know. So. <laughs> like yeah. i didn't find that particularly because obviously his stance about vietnam is quite well known but i'm 
don't know if that particularly there's a bit where Richard Gere looks off at a hill yeah they look off at the hill and, and then, then suddenly there's like bang 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 war flesh from like war flesh the war flashbacks but didn't and I, it still doesn't make sense to me why that was associated with his character as yeah. well like what did that have to do yeah. did Bob, Bob Dylan didn't go to or did, did he go to Vietnam I don't I don't think so yeah no, like that didn't come up I think it was just anti-Vietnam right yeah, yeah but like yeah. why would he be having PTSD flashbacks from it he wouldn't go there yeah I mean I, <laughs> I mean it's he's not he's it's not one person it's just <laughs> It's just vibes. I know, but um, I'm like, from that one, I was like, that doesn't make sense for this character. I don't really get what its implication is. Trying to find an interesting way of intercutting because I think that cuts to Heath Ledger watching the TV or something, if I remember rightly. Um, There's also a moment where Christian Bale he like disappears from the story for a bit because his character disappears. Is that right? Yeah, I I think he becomes a recluse. The mockumentary stuff is all like about like these other musicians, you know, being interviewed about this famous reclusive musician who's Mm. reemerged as like a religious figure yeah and he goes on to to a church and that section felt very costumey and kind of that it felt like a skit was to me. real yeah. walk hard like yeah <laughs> he has this big wig he's got the old age makeup but like, the performance itself the performance was really good it was good. nice yeah. but, but, it was but, a great song. Song. but before on. that I was like, you are, what, it's the scenario, it's like the Mad Libs. corn in the so background. Like, <laughs> it's like Bob Dylan walks into a hospital slash church yeah. and he performs this thing. It's yeah. just like, he felt like such a fish out of water that it made you like laugh yeah. because it was felt so absurd to see him there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's it's a very. I don't know what I'm left with once I, once I finish it. I'm like, it's an interesting journey that has kept me relatively intrigued, but I'm like... It's very at a distance, eh? It's not yeah. like... It's, it's very not cold warm. to me, yeah. It's very... Not cold. Cold's not the right word either. It's just distant. It's like, yeah. it's, it's kind of impenetrable, but you want to know more. Like, you want to... It's like a puzzle box, and I'm just like, I can't get in. <laughs> I'm like, I like all those performances, I love all these people, but I'm like, mm. what's the thing, you know? Mm. Yeah. It's a bit challenging, which is, you know... Yeah. 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 Anything else that people want to say before we get to bag uh, or both? I think that's it. I, that's I just right. want to see say that like uh, yeah I want yeah where's the Joni Mitchell biopic I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> there was gonna be one where like there was a, a a book called Girls Like Us which was Joni Mitchell, Carol King, and Carly Simon and they were wor- working on that film which I was really excited about and then I don't think it's happening now and like one of the early like rumored casting was like Taylor Swift as Joni Mitchell which whatever okay no. whatever no, no. and Joni can't act enough yeah to I'm sorry and I can't remember her like quip but Joni was just like not here for it yeah. I mean I would not be here for That's it either true. if I was Joni yeah yeah you just said rumoured casting where is the where is the adaptation of rumours where's the Fleetwood oh my Mac? god the Fleetwood Mac Again, drama TM, 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 though. that's the problem they can't yeah. tell because we've trademarked also R.I.P. We... Christine McVie yes. yeah oh yeah. my god it's been a lot of big deaths recently as well Kirsty Alley, yeah. Um, Anyways, I think that's it. That's yeah, us. I reckon. Bag or boots. I'll go first. Um, I respect this film more than I actually like it. I feel like it's very well made. I like Todd Haynes as a filmmaker. I think he's very interesting. But it's kind of the sensation that I got left with when I first saw it, where I'm like, it's watchable, but f- at, f- on a pure like enjoyment level, I. I I don't know, it leaves me cold. It's interesting. And I feel like from my personal just kind of point of view, just like watching it, ah, it feels so rude to do. Do it. But I just live your truth. Yeah. Feels like 
a bit for me where I'm just like, yeah. it's just not, it's not, it's not one of my guys, you know, it's not it's one right. of your and guys. Bob Dylan's one of my guys and I just need a simpler story. I just want to know the story of Bob. Um, and so I will be watching that going electric with Timmy and I will probably enjoy it more but, <laughs> and it'll be less challenging probably. I hope. Um, I hope Going Electric is kind of like Elvis. I really enjoyed Elvis. Looking back now, especially. Yeah. It's so wild. Yeah, um, I just don't... I the don't, filmmaking. I don't see why I would ever go back to I'm Not There, because it just doesn't really... Also, what is the... T- is I'm Not There a song? Yeah, it came up. One of the songs, it was, it was... I don't think it's the name of the song, but it's like in the lines of the chorus. Right. Because I noticed it in like the subtitles today, and I was like, oh, that's what it's called there. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's called there because Bob's not in the movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah oh. there's some very cool things yeah. about it, but right. I find it a bit too impenetrable for me. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I can jump in. Yep. Um, I am going to go with, like, I think, yeah, this film does not totally work <laughs> there oh, are definitely no. large stretches of it that just are so impenetrable or so like kind of yeah uh confusing in a way that's not always like you know going just going with it vibes mm. and just it is more sort of like self-satisfied <laughs> which can be really annoying um i do i just really admire the ambition of it i think it is such a like fascinating attempt at storytelling in a really like yeah i think i find it really refreshing as like a way of making a film Mm. and a way of approaching story um Mm. and i think that's the thing that i've always kind of like held on to with this film even though i I think it's an honorable failure in a lot of ways yeah um i think it's yeah there are definitely still within it there are sequences that i think do totally work like Mm. there are sequences where you're like yes this is a really cool sequence um but it is such a the collage effect of it sometimes just leaves you kind of yes yeah, circling something and feeling like you're not getting to the center of what that something mm. is. Um, I wish that this film, I wish that this film had had more imitators because I think there would be an imitator of it that would that take would nail this, it. that would mm. nail it. Yeah, thing. for sure. And I think maybe it is loosening it from the biopic, finding another kind of anchor that's not mm. doesn't require you to have the knowledge of <laughs> a famous person's life. I think finding something else that could be that universal thread that could tie these different collage components together would be awesome in a way that, yeah, is a little bit more formally experimental than just an anthology film. Because I think anthology films can be great, but it's really more of a short story collection in a way, which is interesting, but it's not the same thing as Mm. this, which is is much more overlapping and kind of complicated in its structure. Mm. Um, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like I'm going to go for a bag, mm-hmm. even mm. though it's mm. not a wholly successful film. Yeah. I think it's there's right enough in it that's really yeah. exciting and mm. that I, I come out of this film really inspired, mm. which I think is a really cool that's thing. Like, I come out of that's this film good. thinking like, oh, I would like to see mm. more films that try to do something like this. Um, and I feel like to honor that feeling, I'm going to go mm. with a go mm. with a bag. Much like last episode, I am very torn on this film mm. because yeah yeah the good parts are it's very ambitious and it's very inspiring and i like just the attempt at poetry and doing something that feels yeah challenging and yeah it's it's just yeah an outlaw kind of film i like that but 
on on the other hand, it's very unsatisfying in a lot yeah. of ways. It doesn't it's, doesn't get there. It like, doesn't we, we give, got to the end of it and we were like, okay. Oh, <laughs> and it gives you no. Oh, so it's hard because I really respect it. Um, I don't love it, but do I like it enough for a bag? I'm not sure, but like Rat Race, I think I'm gonna be generous and give it a bag because I do. It leaves me. I think I'm gonna think about it more the longer it stays with me nice so that's where i stand yeah it's I like a that. soft bag solution for it yeah right. i think it's good a soft bag from the team yeah yeah like, like a, a good it, result I it's good definitely result. he really took a big swing it Hell really yeah. didn't work yeah and but you i'm could, like it, look at that swing though exactly because you could easily say that was a fucking shit turd mm. but it's like it, yeah but also it's not quite and like, but look at what, yeah, yeah exactly. look at what he risked. It's, yeah. I'm all for cool. filmmakers, like, yeah. whenever a Todd comes along and goes, hey, I need to get weird. Hey. Let's get Cape Blanchett in here. Hey. Yeah. We got another good if Todd If you film. can't handle him and his I'm not there, you don't deserve him and his Carol. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> exactly. Well, and Todd Field coming up doing Tar with Kate, too. Yeah. Like, we got all the Todds making some cool-ass movies. Um, yeah. Some of which work, some of which maybe Todd, though, what a name. Todd. Is that even Todd. a... It's, it's yeah, such it's a nothing fine. name. Yeah. It's very... Um, mm. Can you imagine oh. a little baby? We should watch Carol's a Christmas movie. We should watch Carol this December. Yeah, it's not a mixed bag. No, no, no just for, watch it. Just okay. for pure watch joy. It. Imagine. Okay. Yeah, a nice palate cleanser from this slightly confusing... Wow. Well, um, that, that is it for us today. Thank yeah, you so much. I'm not there, but we're we're there next episode for yes. Christmas. Who yeah. knows what will await us? We don't even know. Exactly. We know that Lucas awaits us. We will yeah. snatch um, something from Santa's sack. Yeah. And share it with the world. <laughs> Um, where can we find us yeah you can snatch something from our sack on mixed bag pod <laughs> mixed bag podcast or email us at mixbagcontact at gmail.com that's on facebook instagram and twitter if you want to send us presents yeah go ahead so and i've got people saying why haven't i been invited on yet and it's like you it is you, down it's to, up to you, you. we don't just invite you willing well sometimes we do but rarely we will we we don't have our shit together enough to be that proactive you have so. to tell us what you want us to talk about yeah and we'll and then talk about it with we you. will invite you on and do yeah. it so just if you want to jump on a random episode you don't even exactly. have to pick a film yeah, yeah. just be like can i be on we'll just rope you in and you'll be like yeah yeah uh so that is us we are deeply communal as a podcast come on in um but there's enough popcorn to go around exactly anyways as you were saying but for now that's a wrap you like those flicks come get your fix in a podcast called mixed bag